And welcome to episode three of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host, Risky the Kid, and joining me this week are my co hosts, Chocolate Bear. How you doing, guys? And Doc H1X1. Hey, what's up? Episode three, guys. How was your week? What have you been playing? What's going on with you? You go, Chocolate. Um, again, FIFA, the new, uh, the new mo- World Cup mode is out, so um, I've been having a quick go on that. Trying to amass my World Cup stars and failing miserably. Um, and then I jumped on Hunger in Deep with Doc, which was great fun. And we killed the Megalodon, even though I had mic issues. <laughs> yeah, well, I think HB did too, actually. We, we well, all kind of had some a cluster of issues. So. Yeah, there was a cluster <laughs> cock up somewhere. And, um, and then, as usual, when I go to the bathroom, I've been jumping on... Uh, Clicker Heroes. Clicker <laughs> Heroes? Oh, boy. You've got to get those clicks in. Isn't that what Anglo plays all the time? I saw it on the Discord um, on the Discord channel on 16 Ounce, and I thought, oh, I'll download this. Oh, um, no. You made yeah. a colossal mistake. It, it was, yeah. <laughs> I just assume Anglo is just Destiny 2 and Clicker Heroes at this point. That's just what I assume Anglo is. It's The weirdest thing, though, is that like he goes hard on it on his Xbox. Which is oh, really? crazy to me. Really? Like he's not just playing it on, on his phone. Yeah, he's I'd... playing it on his Xbox. When you get achievements for that, I think I might be downloading <laughs> that. Oh, it's like I Xbox, you, you so say, much. let me find this in the store. <laughs> My poor controllers are going to be bashed to to hell. <laughs> God. So um, you just you got to you... do the idle part where you just got to tape over the A button, chocolate, and then just leave it, and then you're just leveling up. Yeah, well, you can get those, uh, what are they called? Uh, they look like chickens, and they just keep going down and up, don't they? And got... <laughs> just do that, leave it on. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't, what about... Don't you oh. earn stuff while you're not even playing yeah, as well? I, um, I left it for a week and earned like a bazillion coins. I was like, oh, this is great. And then I managed to power through the next <laughs> ten levels. <laughs> It's a true clicker. In Sounds every like sense a healthy game. Oh, it's a, <laughs> it's just mind-numbingly easy. So you just sit there. Oh, what? If you're into that, I played this game called Tap Titans Two on my phone for a while. Same okay. thing, where you're just you're just tapping the screen. <laughs> you're watching the numbers go up, and it's it, so satisfying. Yeah, and then you leave it alone for a few hours, and then they're like, "Oh, master, look at five billion gold. <laughs> it's perfect." didn't do anything You're the best i didn't even have to play this game why am i having so much fun well isn't that the end goal of most of those clickers is you get enough stuff to where you don't actually have to do anything technically what a silly <laughs> thing to be striving for but yes i think so Basically. don't play our game just leave it running in the background <laughs> um all right well back to the hungering deep because i think that's a little more important than idle clickers um, oh. <laughs> how, <laughs> is there anything you guys want to dive into about that? I don't want to open Pandora's box, but oh, no. now that they, we have our first update, is there anything? Uh, is there anything I, new for you guys? You can go feel too chocolate. I mean, I, I'll real quick say, like, I was borderline disappointed with everything but the boss fight, but that's just kind of my opinion. But what, yeah, what did I you mean, think? It, it was the same old kind of fetch questy esque type. Um, but then when it came to the battle, well, actually, for, before the battle, trying to hook up with another team, because you yeah. can't take this Megalodon on with your four-man crew. You, you will get obliterated. Yeah. Um, so trying to find someone and go through the speaking trumpet and say to people, "Can't we're ready to go. Do you want to come join us? It was a right. nightmare. And I've watched some streams of people really struggling to uh, to kind of make their team and off they go so i go on doc no i didn't want to interrupt you chocolate i just that, that point you made about the speaking trumpet like i i get what rare tried to do with this but the stuff i'm seeing on reddit now where you basically have just assholes parking because like you have to go to a specific location to start the fight 
And on Reddit now, I'm just seeing a bunch of like assholes basically parking there and waiting for people to show up that's trying to do the Megalodon quest and just like ganking them, like straight up like you know World of oh. Warcraft style. And part of yeah, part of me is like I get what Rare tried to do here, and it and it, it for us it did work. It totally worked out for us, but. Mm. I think they need to have some sort of bounty system in the game, honestly, at this point, for people that, that are just constantly ganking. I know it's a pirate game. I know it's not Sea of Friends. Like, I get all that, but I think they need to have something in the game for people that just maliciously go to ruin everybody else's fun. Basically. Well, I think we were lucky. I mean, I, by the looks of it, because we were on it first day as soon as it came out, everybody exactly. wanted to to get this quest, quest done. Um, but it... What's funny though is even even me and Chocolate found out the hard way that like once we got back to turn in the quest and get like you get like a special scar and uh, a few other things like uh, <laughs> like a figurehead, but like even when we got back there was like a couple more ships parked and I don't we couldn't figure out if they were like getting started or what. It was the most uneasy like alliance I've ever heard. Like basically fifteen pirates on a beach all with guns and all with like friendly fire off. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's intense. Or, or on and it's just like and of course like what happens like. You hear one gunshot go off, and I think it was for a skeleton, but then, like, everybody else was like, we going? Is this on? <laughs> like, and we got wiped out at the end, but, like, you know, it's like whatever we finished, but it's, I don't know. The future of that game is, is I'm interested to see where they go with it. It, it. I thought it was cool, the boss fight, but I'm like, I'm like Chocolate. The, the quest leading up to the boss fight was I could take it or leave it. Yeah. Like, but I think this the next one is the will be the actual DLC that will make or break it because yeah. this one was too close. Um, lead times weren't that good. Yeah. They've got more of a lead time on the next one, potentially. Well, touch wood. Um, and then even a longer lead time on the third one then. Yeah. Cause those, right. team, those three teams are already working, right? You said yeah. Doc, at some point. Yeah. They, uh, the Joe neat, I think he's the producer or like the studio lead as far as like the uh content that they're planning for he basically said that this first one was a, a small to medium size update and the second and third would be considered a large update and he basically said the way they've structured their studio is at first there was going to be three teams each working independently on each uh dlc and then they leapfrog each other as they go but i think uh microsoft i guess kind of doubled down in the how much i guess money they're putting into this and they've made a fourth team now so they constantly have four teams making DLC, and they leapfrog each other as it comes out. I think that's perfect. That's going to... I mean, if people stick with it... I mean, even if you don't stick with it, though, like, what are the chances you don't come back for the DLC? Like, Well, that, that's know. the thing. Yeah, that, I agree. That's a good point, Risky, because the thing I don't get is people say, well, you're going to lose people, they're not going to come back. But you have to remember, this is a game, in-game pass for perpetuity, and there's no vertical leveling it's you could you could never play this game for one day hop in a year later and you're technically at the same level as somebody that's put like over a thousand hours in the game so yeah, so i yeah. mean that definitely makes it easier to hop out for yeah. a month wait for the next dlc hop back in and it's not exactly. like somebody with a better weapon is going to kill you yeah that see if these doesn't have the galahorn problem it doesn't have the Exactly. I've been out of Destiny for five months. I don't have this weapon. I can't even get in an LFG because all the LFGs say light level this, Galahorn, or no go, you know. Yeah, definitely <laughs> so, a strength for it, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I pretty much agree with Chocolate, though. I think it was boss fight was good. Everything else, meh. I, yeah, I watched a video of the boss fight. It actually looks pretty intense. Oh, it's, it is tough. It's, it's, that thing's beastie. Yeah. It's borderline scary too. Like that thing is is random. It's got enough of an independent AI that it swims around and does its own thing enough to where like, you know, you see a giant. I mean, even if you're not afraid of sharks in real life, you see like a giant shark bursting out of the water like that. It's it's a little scary. So, Pretty is cool it though. enticing you to go see the Meg with Jason Statham when it comes out? <laughs> I didn't even know this was a thing. <laughs> Oh man, do yourself uh, a favor after this podcast and go uh, go watch the trailer for The Meg after this. I, it's about I do the like Megalodon. Jason Statham. I do like stuff he's been in. So. Oh, you're gonna love this one then, right up your alley. <laughs> is this how? What What are we talking on scale of like ridiculous? On as far as like one being Jaws, ten being Sharknado. What are we talking here? 
Oh, I don't. I don't think it'll be as bad as Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least Sharknado realizes what it is. I don't think this does. So maybe that'll the, make it worse. Actually, I don't. The, I don't know. <laughs> so this isn't like self enough of a self-realized that they're trying to take it like somewhat seriously in this one. Maybe. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. Okay. So. All right. I'm <laughs> should, sold. Should be interesting. Um, all right. Well, Doc, is there anything else you were playing this week? No, nah, I, I pretty much hopped on with chocolate for that, and uh, I've been um, found a newest thing to uh, tinker around with. Uh, I'm gonna phrase everything in the next sen- in the next few sentences here with uh, a friend of mine did this because I don't want to <laughs> implicate myself in anything because uh, public announcement ROMs are illegal. You should not download them or use them on emulators because that is intellectual or, or that is proprietary uh, whatever you call it intellectual property of Nintendo. So um, yeah, that stuff's bad. Um, but <laughs> however, uh, I, I like where I, this is going. Yeah, I did get to see a friend of mine. Um, uh, basically, there is a so you can go on. This is all on your Xbox, by the way. Everything I'm about to say requires no outside tech, anything. You can boot up your Xbox and do this right now. Basically, you can go to your uh, Microsoft Edge on Xbox, type in nestbox.com, and um, it is basically a JavaScript web page that has. A just a JavaScript prompt in the middle, and it is essentially an online uh, emulator um, for anything and everything Nintendo and Sega prior GameCube, N64, and probably uh, Dreamcast, I guess. Um, the way this works is you then go to your OneDrive, and again, not saying anybody should do this, but if you were, say, to get ROMs for old... Uh, Nintendo games, I'm talking like anything from Game Boy Advance to SNES, anything, and load those ROMs onto your OneDrive. You then go to nestbox.com, and you can link your OneDrive, and with your Xbox controller, you can... I watched my friend play Super Mario World. I'll leave it at that. (laughs) With an Xbox controller. With no delay. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, I I had a buddy try that about a month ago, and his experience was not as good. It, there oh, was yeah. A, there was a lot of lag, and, like, um, it seemed like there was, like, input delay or something. Yeah, they might have patched it. I tried it when it first came out uh, last Whoa. year. You saw you saw someone try it. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Timestamp. Okay, yeah, no, I uh, watched uh, somebody try it late last year, and, uh, yeah, it was pretty much in that state then. Um, I, I, I say it, w- it worked pretty great. It's not flawless uh, with what I saw. Um, but it's good enough to where you're sitting there saying, Hey, I'm playing Super Mario World and it works. This is pretty neat. So, um, yeah. Uh, so if you, you know, want to maybe watch somebody else do that, it's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I love the way you thought about what you were just about to say. <laughs> uh, look, guys, ROMs are bad. I mean, right up there with hard, dr- hardcore drugs. So. Uh, Pretty much you know, the same thing, yeah. They, I, they're, I, it's there's, it's black and white with me. They're, they're the same. Um, but uh, now, with that said, Nestbox, the emulator online. The reason that's still there is emulators, in and of itself, are not illegal. Nothing about them is illegal. They're not using original hardware. They're, you know, it's emulation. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you do have a friend out there downloading ROMs uh, from torrents uh, or you know whatever they happen to use. Uh, just uh, you know, be careful, stay safe. Um, so that's what I've been doing, though. So or don't do ROMs. Me and my buddy's been doing. Yeah, don't do drugs. Don't do ROMs. Stay in school. <laughs> don't do ROMs. Drink your milk. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, all right. Well, myself, uh, I hopped into Detroit Become Human a bunch this week um, for the PlayStation. Um, how is it? Because I've seen the graphics on it, and it's amazing. Yeah. I was going to say, it's probably the best-looking Telltale game you'll ever play, is what it feels like. Um, Right. It's, I'm maybe, I feel like I have to be close to like 10 hours into this game, and I still am not positive if I'm near the end, which is actually kind (laughs) of cool, because I figured it would be like five or six hours, and then I was done, but it's it's actually been longer than what I would have assumed, so, so that's been nice. Um... But yeah, it, it's it's very Telltale esque. Um, it uses a lot of the weird motion stuff and like the touchpad on the PS4 controller. So like, if you need to open a window, you need to actually like 
flick the controller upwards or like if you're dumping something out you actually tip the controller over it's real gimmicky um mm-hmm. but it, it kind of helps with the immersion i would say it um has uh has the story been pretty good so far the story's been good you're following three androids so it's three different storylines um and as of now they haven't intersected they do there's like bits and pieces in the overarching world where you'll see something on like the news about something else that's happened. It's really tough to talk about this game without talking story beats, and that's literally what this game is, <laughs> is a story. Like the gameplay, yeah, yeah. if you're here for great gameplay, like you're barking up the wrong tree for sure. It's simple. Um, I, I mean, I feel like people probably, because uh, it's basically in the vein of like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, right? Oh, as same, as, ex- same exact, yep, exactly. Yeah, so I, I feel like if, I feel like people should, I feel like the people that are going to be into this probably have that kind of expectation, I would think, you know. Right. But. Yeah, I, that's fair. If you're someone who didn't take the time to look at, right. into what this was and then bought it, <laughs> you might be disappointed. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. The story's, the story's pretty good. And I definitely am going to finish it up because I want to see want to see what we're going for in the end here. It's it's dealing with, um, like, the Turing test is... It's not, it doesn't actually deal with the Turing test, but I can't think of a better way to phrase this. It's like AIs are becoming sentient. Yeah. Um, it's like it's going over that story. So right. they think they're alive and shit like that. Um, it's super interesting, though. It definitely. I was hoping I could rent it, but I couldn't. But I had a 20% off coupon and a game share on PlayStation. So, you know, it yeah. wasn't terrible. Mm-hmm. But ma- might, for might a $60 well. game, I don't know. Maybe wait for a sale. Um, just because it's not super gamey replayability, like you always have the option to go back and see other paths and whatnot. But to me, it's like you finish the story once, and like that was your story. I don't need to go mm-hmm. back and make a different decision to see something else. I don't know. I, I think it's like when we talked about Vampire Two with the one save. Didn't me and you pretty much said like we don't really replay the Telltale games either, right? I, I mean, literally never have. So I that won't be the case with this. The only thing like my girlfriend started playing it as well because this is one of those games that she could like actually play um and just having to what i was gonna say did you make her choose the opposite to what you did no not at all i just wanted to see what she chose and like she's been choosing some different things but you can tell that the like the end of each chapter really doesn't deviate a ton from like what i've what i've been Uh doing i guess so it's like some of them I'm sorry, Rich, you go ahead. I was say some of the moment-to-moment stuff is different, but then, like, the end of each chapter kind of seems similar. So so I don't really know if the replayability is there. Not for, definitely not for me, at least, because I'm not that type of gamer. But So it, it, it seems like, that? regardless, it's coming to the same singularity at the end, no matter, no matter how crazy you get with your choices as far as... I think so. I That's another thing, is I guess that once the game ends, I'll have to see what the actual, like endings are like if certain people died and certain people lived or something like if it's that different because i'm i'm not positive at this point but from what i've seen between the two playthroughs it's it's kind of similar so pretty close so i don't know we'll see do you guys find with games like the telltale games and and uh this game here like it's even harder to buy them full price nowadays in like post twitch post mixer era to where technically if you go on watch a stream or play the game in a weird, I mean, I'm not saying you have played the game, but in a weird way, you kind of have played the game at that point because it's so story focused. I I think yeah. that makes perfect sense. If you want to get everything out of this game, you definitely can just watch it on YouTube. I have a buddy <laughs> who he has he doesn't have a PlayStation, and I was like, man, Detroit's like really good. I've been liking it so far. He's like, yeah, the story was really good, and I was like, <laughs> did you buy a PlayStation? And he's like, no, nah, man, YouTube. And I was like, oh. All right. Well, he's he like, was... yeah, I know every single ending, and I was like, how much YouTube did you watch? <laughs> he, he was ready to discuss. He was ready to discuss uh, Detroit Become Human. He was ready to go. Yeah, a hundred percent. But yeah, like I mean, like you were saying, that's definitely an avenue you can take to consume this game. Which I don't know if that's good or bad for the developers yeah. when your game is so story based. But it is what it is. I mean, I... I guess Telltale still does fine, obviously, so clearly it's not that big of a concern as right. far as that goes. But, yeah, it is one of those things to where uh, 
I mean, like you said, who knows? It might have, a, you know, maybe the endings are way different. But but even your friends still watched all the endings. So I guess even that didn't matter. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but. Um, I also hopped into H1Z1 on the PlayStation. Um, I am not a PC player at all. So I never got a chance to play any of their Battle Royale mode. I think it wasn't. It didn't it used to be called King of the King of the Kill or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I hopped into the free beta for H1Z1. Um, uh, game's kind of garbagey. I'm like the same level as like PUBG, I think though, where it's just, it's not polished at all, but it does, it seems like it plays a little better, like frame rate, frame rate wise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a little smoother, but I found the game to be super dependent on vehicles. Like the circles come quick and often, and if I wasn't in a vehicle racing towards the center of the circle, it's like if I, I would get left behind. Um, and the game also looks like real muddy. And I don't know. I don't know if the colors just weren't there for me or what, but. Do they uh, do they give you more vehicles than PUBG? I know. See, I, I haven't played it since it was in preview program on PC. Like I didn't even play it when it went free to play on PC. But it, I feel like it, originally like there was a decent amount of vehicles. Does it seem like that's still the case? Or yeah, I think so. Um, whenever I needed one, it seemed like there was always one within eye shot. So even if I had to jog a little bit to get there, um, there would be a vehicle. But I don't know. It's something about the way it looked. I didn't like it. I don't know if it was like dark. Like it seemed like there was never like a, a sunny day in that game, <laughs> which I don't know if I need necessarily, but maybe yeah. I do because yeah. that's what I'm taking away from this. So, yeah, I don't. I, well, back to what I was thinking about though. Like I, I, I got the, I got it in, when it was in preview program on PC. I don't know a couple of years ago, I guess now. I, but see, I got into it when it was still had uh, zombies and stuff, and then they split those two games apart. Because I think that's the point when Brandon Green, who made PUBG, came over, and I don't know if anybody knows that he actually made the he made this version of H1Z1. He actually came in and modded the the battle royale version of H1Z1 before he went on to do PUBG, which is kind of you know strange that all these games are kind of linked in a weird way but to him (laughs) yeah yeah um but uh yeah i I like h1 it it definitely it's i guess the way i look at it is it's kind of a middle ground of PUBG and um fortnite it plays a little faster than PUBG, but it's definitely not on the level of fortnite but um i don't know like it never quite did it for me and i and I'm not, and this isn't by no means me poo-pooing on the game, because, like, I think it's got its place, and clearly it's doing fairly well. I mean, it's free, I get it, but it's doing fairly well on PS4, but, like, you know, it says something about the game that it was in preview program, they released 1.0, it was a it was a full-charged game, I don't know if it was 60 or what, but it was a full-price game, and a week later, it went free-to-play. So, that to me says, like, they saw the reception at first it wasn't there and again this is in a post Fortnite, post PUBG world and then immediately was like hit the red button free to play <laughs> like uh which i think they refunded everybody but still i think that was kind of like an eye opener for me as far as the reception for it right well it's good that they refunded people because my first thought was i would have been real pissed <laughs> if oh man yeah me a week too later yeah. it went free to play especially from I... 60 bucks yeah well i don't know if it was 60 it could have been like 30 or 40 i don't know but I mean, I, I'm assuming they got refunded. I know I saw a lot of Reddit articles saying that, but yeah, I would have had to assume it would have been a much bigger of a mess if they hadn't. But, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's uh, but uh, chocolate. Uh, Ed, did you say if you'd played any uh, any H1Z1 before on PC or PS4? No, I've um, I've never touched it before. Um, I think I saw once a stream of it, but never um, never tried it. Quite interested in it. Just listening to you saying it was um, a little bit like PUBG has yeah. got me interested, but unless it comes to the Xbox, I don't think I'll be I'll be jumping in. And I think even if it does, I think you can probably stick with PUBG at this point. Is my yeah. my thought? They're yeah, definitely it's... trying to support PUBG uh, the best they can on Xbox. So, well, I I think PUBG is like I, I know they just got another big patch uh, yesterday. It's a uh... They're getting there when it comes to polish on the Xbox. I mean, like it's it's miles away from what it originally launched with. I mean, it's not perfect. You know, it's it's never. I don't know if it's ever going to run like Fortnite does as far as polish goes. But 
uh, you know, it's uh, it's getting there though. It's way better than when it launched. So, yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Well, I think that's uh, what we've all been playing. So, do you guys hear that? Do you hear that noise? What is that? Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, no it's... Warning, incoming missile. <laughs> I can't believe we just referenced Superman. That was awful. <laughs> that was terrible. That wasn't even pre-planned. <laughs> Anybody says we don't have rock-solid chemistry, I give you this. <laughs> Exhibit A. I will apologise now. If you hear a baby googling in the background, uh, my daughter has just awoke. My wife is not at home. <laughs> no, no worries, buddy. You're fine. Yeah. You're fine. You can't just put her outside. That's what I do with my dogs for the podcast. Uh, funny enough, I did try to walk her, but she looked at me and thought, "I'll stay inside. You can go in. <laughs> <laughs> You're on your own." Yeah, completely. Uh, she's looking at me now as if I'm stupid, which, to be fair, she's probably right. And. Um, so, <laughs> let's get started with the giveaway. All right. So, you'll have to go back to episode one and two to try and catch the phrase. We're on the third word this week, and the word is chocolates. Got it. Got it. I'll just quickly go through. There'll be one more week next week. <laughs> Hello. Hello, yes. She's, she's wanting in on the co-host action. Yeah. Smart. She, she's Smart trying to say, I've, I've played H1Z1. It's <laughs> <And laughs> like, played H1Z1, it was shite. Yeah, it was shite, quite literally. Um, so next week will be the last the last word. Get the phrase and email us at... Uh, CAGpodcast at gmail.com. CAGpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for saving me. Always. <laughs> Um, Alright, so next, let's get into some news. So I'll uh, I'll bring this in. We're going to talk about Fallout 76 teaser trailer, and we're going to go over to Doc. Okay. Uh, yeah, so a lot of you guys out there might have already caught the, you know, Bethesda got out on Twitter and posted a, uh, I don't know, it was like a repeating uh, trailer of the Fallout Please Stand By um, image. But uh, I think the giveaway that it was Fallout related, aside from you know, please stand by. You could, you know, a lot of people are like, well, it could just be something for the conference. But they had a Pip Boy bobblehead in the corner, so everybody was like, well, Fallout. And sure enough, a day later, we got the teaser trailer for Fallout seventy six, and the trailer didn't necessarily give away a lot, aside from it's clearly a Fallout game set in the Fallout universe. Uh, but we had a lot of, uh, I guess, I don't want to say confirmed rumors, but a lot of uh, well-founded speculation coming from a Jason Schreier out of Kotaku, who said from his sources it was a online-only game set 30 years after the bombs drop, which is different because most Fallout games are 200 years plus after the bombs have dropped, so this is relatively recent from the nuclear holocaust. And it's heavily based on base building as well as exploring. Um Phrase it as a survival RPG, but nowhere near as hardcore as something like Rust. So what do you guys think about that? Uh, what do you think about that, Risky, as far as the idea of a survival Fallout online only? Uh, I think it's not what I want out of my next Fallout game. Um, but it's not like this is Fallout 5. This seems like it's, right. it's a side project. Um, so... It's a it's a good world to have a survival RPG. I love the world of Fallout. That's the main draw to Fallout games for me is the wasteland, um, is the cobbled together armor, the cobbled together weapons, the the mutants, stuff like that. Um, it it has all the right materials there. I guess I'm just not sure if this is the type of game I want out of it. But I mean, all the right pieces are there, so I yeah. maybe I'll end up loving it. Did, How about did you, you ever play Fallout much, Chocolate? Yeah. Did... Yeah, I loved Fallout. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Um, you can lose countless, countless hundreds of hours playing that game, um, which I've done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as the Bethesda open world RPG, you know, oh. it's 
yeah endless side quests you know it's it's a uh, yeah, I, I guess I agree with Risky, though, in the sense that, like, I don't know what I wanted from a sequel, but then I guess, you know, it's like you were saying this isn't a, you know, this isn't Fallout 5. You know, they've made that pretty clear. But, uh... It'd but be I interesting, guess, yeah. I mean... I... Yeah. Sorry, Doc. Go no, on. no, you go ahead. That, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be interesting to see what... How, if it's true that this online aspect will be there and how it's going to affect you or affect the decisions you make especially with what we've just played off the back of uh, stated decay 2 where it's Mm -hmm. co-op but not the co-op that everyone wants i guess the big question is too is as soon as i saw base building online only my biggest question is persistent world does that mean somebody can come in and wreck house at my base i guess that's always my first question right because i'm kind of picturing like just Elder Scrolls Online translated into Fallout. Yeah, I, makes I sense. guess. I guess I'm wondering if that's what this is. Then, yeah, I guess maybe. But then, what threw me off was how they used the words survival uh, as heart like not hardcore, but of survival like aspects to it. But then they said like, you know, we're we're not making rust though. It's not hardcore, right? But I, I don't. I'm like you. I don't know what that means. And they post. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online world either. And so. even like the heavy base building part, like I don't really know how that fits in. Like you said, if you yeah. spent all this time creating this awesome base, is somebody just going to come destroy it? Like, Or is it almost like Elder Scrolls Online where your 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 home is in a separate instance that only you can get to? Or people uh, yeah, in the party? hopefully that. Like they can only get there via invite or something. So only your friends can actually show up. Something yeah. like that. Until you've annoyed them and they want to just wreck house. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, I mean, this is definitely something we'll see a bunch more of at E3. So we'll have a lot more yeah. information about this story then. I'm sure they'll make their pitch for it then, and we'll definitely have a much better idea of whether or not it's a yay or nay. Yeah. Do you think we'll have gameplay, though? Will we see gameplay at E3? See, Bethesda's going the whole Microsoft route of, like, they typically only show stuff that's coming out in the next year. Or, you know, 12 months. Yeah, so. I think you'll definitely see gameplay. I... Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's coming out before the end of the year either. So, Nope, not at all. Before or after Red Dead? <laughs> ah, well. Good question. Does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the other question. Does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> December 31st. Yeah, there Ooh. you go. All right. Well, should bounce on to the next part of the news. Yeah. Um, Microsoft trademarks Far Start relates to providing online video games. MS Power user. Um, Doc, what what's going on? So this was a patent that came out by Microsoft recently, and it seems like, you know, we'll get these every few months about random patents, but this one seems like it's much more in the end stages of a pipeline, I guess you could say. This uh, journalist at MS Power user basically had an info dump of what this patent refers to and what technologies Microsoft already has in place for it. So here's the pitch, basically. What if I told you guys that... Or how about this? I'll ask this question. Do you guys think the ready-to-play, while a good idea for the... down, You know, when you're downloading a game, you'll say, at this point, it's ready to play. In essence, that's a good idea, but how many of the games have you played where it's... Ready to play, you boot it up, it's a loading screen at the main title page, but you can't actually play. I feel like that's all of Every, the ready to start exactly. games. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I've been burned rarely. once. <laughs> exa- yeah, ra- yeah, rarely is that used is the way I feel like it was obviously originally intended. Um, so what Microsoft has done is like, well, while we agree that the internet, especially in America, is is years away from being ready for playing all your games streaming online you know it's just not the same as is playing off your hard drive you have latency issues you know and you know if you don't have google fiber you're not going to have the intended uh intended aspects of what streaming is meant to be so microsoft said okay well what if you go into say you're just going online to buy a game at microsoft store you buy a game and it starts to download and normally you would either you know normally you would wait till it finished downloading to play the game well this system is set up to where as soon as you buy a game and as soon as it starts to download, you can immediately play the game by streaming it. And then once it's finished downloading, it will then be playing the game off the hard drive, you know, off the local hard drive. So basically it allows us to 
buy a game, and they said even physical. You could put in a physical disc, it's a good start uh, saving to the hard drive, and immediately, if you're online, if you're connected online, you can start playing the game. So it allows us to immediately play the game the second we buy it. And that sounds pretty cool. I mean, what do you guys think about that as far as the idea, I guess, uh, as far as that goes? Um, I mean, I think I think it's a good idea. I'm just wondering what it does to your actual download times. Which it, I honestly doesn't matter though, because if you're streaming it anyways, then who cares if it takes you three days to download it as long as you're still being able to play the game? So, yeah, if, I guess that's true. If it works, I didn't think about that. <laughs> if it works as intended, uh, there's nothing to complain about here. I don't think, unless you have data caps, which are horrible, horrible things, then it might be an issue. Yeah, but nothing. Yeah. I think any of us have to deal with. So I, I think. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, do you think that's to help people with data caps so they could play? I don't know the first twenty percent of the game. Pause it. Oh, my daughter (laughs) agrees with me. Pause it at twenty percent. What? Yeah, I'm I'm already into this. What? And I have to really apologise. I'm so sorry. I will murder my wife when she comes back. (laughs) That's okay. She's just starting her podcasting career early. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so. Um, so you could play some of the game, pause it, and then go back to it next month and hit your, you know, go through your data cap again. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, it's like you said, Risky, we're fortunate where none of us have to worry about that. I mean, I know, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that, especially in America, that definitely do have to, and, and that's a good point. I don't, I don't know the streaming aspect, how much that, uh, what kind of bandwidth we're talking per hours played, um, but... Yeah, I see. That's that's a bunch of good questions you brought up that I didn't even think about. It's like like a like what if you have a data cap? B, you're downloading the game already and you're streaming the game. That has to murder your you know your your download and upload speeds at that point. I would assume so. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I, I th- I'm like you though. The idea is great, but we'll have to see how this pans out. Um. But I guess anything's better than what we got now, where it's like, "Hey, your game's ready to start. Upload title menu, loading game." Great. That's the thing. Like I've run into that issue enough times now, where I just don't click into the game till it says 100, percent no matter yeah. what it is or what it's yeah. telling me. It's like, now nah, I'll wait until ass- all of it's there, then I'll click. Let's <laughs> assume it's lying to me. Exactly yeah. right. Makes sense to me. Yeah. Best way to play. Expectations always rock bottom and see what happens. Yeah. Um, should we move on to the next part? Yep, sounds good. All right, so Fortnite for the Nintendo Switch has just popped up on a Korean ratings board. Is any, Are you guys playing Fortnite at the moment? I'm not, but I've been on record saying I wish I liked it more, but it's just not my cup of tea. But, you know... To, to with that said though, I mean they continue to make millions and millions of dollars. So I mean, kudos to them though, as far as what they got going. Uh, and I don't think anybody's surprised that it's coming to Switch. I mean they brought it out on mobile. They're putting it out on everything they can. Like if they could make your toaster play it, they they would. So, um, you know they they want more. It's it's kind of like uh, like Microsoft. They want more avenues for you to give them money. They don't dislike you giving them money. So. Uh, I think that's smart, though. I think it's a great fit for the Switch. Do you think you'll get it for the Switch, Risky, or maybe give it a more of a shot if it's on the Switch? Yeah, I mean, if anything, because I'm assuming it'll still be free-to-play, so there's no reason for me not to do it, and this might right. just make it so I play a little bit more. I play here and there, um, but one thing I realized with that game is that like, if that's not your one Battle Royale game, you're just yeah. you're never going to get a win. It's like, yep. so... And like that's the whole thing. If you if you know you can't get a first place in a battle royale game, it just it's like all hope is lost. And I don't know. That I don't want to play there. that game yeah. then. So I don't know. Maybe Switch will help me get better at it. It's the building that's always throwing me off because I I haven't practiced it enough. I haven't. See, that's so I don't know. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough for me. That's my that, that's my issue. Like I'm I'm like you. I, I it's not my one game, so I'm never gonna be great at building in it. So I'm never gonna. As soon as I go up a guy that clearly knows what he's doing building, he's You're always going to win that fight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's, so, I've always said, like, if they just did put one mode in there that is no building, I'd be down. Like, it runs better than PUBG. So I would at least 
maybe try to play more if they did have a no building mode but uh, that's not the game that's not what they built like the reason this game is so popular i think a big part of it is the building aspects of it and that's just not for me so that's a really good point though like something i didn't think about was you know initially you could be like well the reason they don't have a no building mode is because they don't want to look too much like PUBG, but they're so big right now it doesn't matter. Why wouldn't they have that game I, mode in there? Dude, I you tell me. I don't know. I'm just sitting here just thinking another, that's just another you could option. Bring in so many other people that the yeah. turnoff is the building. Like think about how many people you, you can bring to your game if you're like, hey, you don't have to worry about that building stuff. The guy at the end is gonna beat you because of his gun skill, not right, because, yeah, because he's because a better architect than you. Which yeah. is silly. So yeah, that's a yeah, that's something I never thought about till now. Like, cause you're right, cause it, cause think about it. Anybody you talk to nowadays, they're like, if they're not into Fortnite and they play video games to any capacity, the reason is it's like, well, I never got good at the building. That I feel like that is the overwhelming reason. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. They're so big at this point, I just don't see why it matters to them. Why they would even care? Me but, neither. Those top yeah. ten players though are like master builders. They are the the Lego. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't incorporated Lego into this <laughs> right. game. Freaking and, they and had a... hit. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> she had Legos that struck a chord. Yeah. She was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, we'll, we'll see it in the next update next week. <laughs> they, yeah, they, they iterate real quick. So yeah. who knows? They did the, uh, the Marvel uh, integration. So, hey, who knows? Yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't know. That will be... Be interested to see what they do with that, though. Right. We'll jump on to the next one. Um, so Bungie to partner with publisher. Oh my god! I think sh- should we just swap her for me? At this I'll point, take yeah. my Sundays off. <laughs> take it away. Her as accent well. is adorable. Yeah. It is. It, yeah. yeah, And she's dressed oh. like Snow White as well at the moment. Of course. Oh, you waving? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's try and get this back on the road. Right. So Bungie to partner with publisher Netties for a new. IP via Bungie.net. Doc, what is this? And I'm going to go on mute. You're good, you're good. Uh, So, I don't know. This was a big surprise to me, at least. Uh, So, apparently, Bungie has been working on a new IP for a few years now. Well, how much sense And it's not Destiny. Dude, when I read this, I thought it was almost like an... I was like, well, it's not April Fool's, so what is this story? Uh... Uh, yes, okay, I'm just going to read it, and then we'll discuss it. So apparently, uh, Bungie has been working for a new IP for at least a couple years now. It is they. With all this said, uh, they are working on it with the com- uh, publisher NetEase, not Activision. And with all that said, why, they are still under contract with Activision for the next five years to continue to make Bungie content, which obviously, uh, after two years, is going to be Destiny 3. What the hell do you guys think about all this? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, are they tripling their staff at Bungie? How are you going to... You're going to be spread so thin between five more years of Destiny and a brand new title, which I'm assuming isn't going to be advertised as a smaller game. Like... Right? (laughs) I... I even kind of just did some base, base level uh, research on uh, uh, Googling like LinkedIn and Bungie posting job positions. They have not upstaffed aside from their normal job listings, which is just a few. Like they'll always have some, uh, like most companies have a few like coding positions and stuff always posted. But they have not posted anything for in regards to upstaffing, period, since they've been with Des- with Destiny and Activision. So... I couldn't find a hard figure on their studio size, but I'm like you. This, because we're in a world right now where Destiny Two has not been received very positively at all, and a lot of people are super out on Destiny now. And I think a lot of people are kind of waiting to see what the fall update is and see how much that brings them back in. But like we talked about it a few weeks ago, how many companies has went from hero to zero as quick as Bungie did with Destiny 2? Exactly. This isn't going to help them at all. Unless no. unless people are just <laughs> going to be excited for this new title, like, Destiny fans aren't going to be happy about this news at all. Well, that and you have to imagine any goodwill Bungie had coming from Halo into Destiny, that's not going to be there for this. So, I don't know. I saw this story and I like laughed and thought it was like a rumor joke. And I'm just like, no, this is. It was on. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. 
I pulled this from Bungie.net. <laughs> Bungie said this. <laughs> so <laughs> it's yeah, I don't I, know. It's, this is weird. Uh I don't know. <laughs> Did they say whether it be a multiplayer or a single player? I missed no, I they quickly didn't say, ducked they, out. They just said new IP. That's all they said. Yeah. No information on it at all. Nope. And it's like Which So is is Netties just a publisher? I'm assuming they are a publisher, and they do some. Uh, they've done some work. So NetEase has, t- believe it or not. So this gets. This is how this gets even weirder. <laughs> if we really want to go down this rabbit hole, NetEase previously has worked with Blizzard on stuff. Who is owned by Activision? <laughs> so that's so. Just, I'm on. I don't. I'm on the NetEase Wikipedia page, and it's they yeah. have like like their top PC games is a, a bunch of stuff I've never heard of. I don't know. Uh, Fantasy Westward Journey 2, New Westward Journey Online 2, New Ghost, Tianxia no 3. Like, but then, <laughs> under mobile, they also do mobile games, too, apparently. Oh, but no. Like, oh, no. <laughs> rules of Survival, that's like that blatant PUBG ripoff on the phone. Oh, right. Kung Fu Panda 3 mobile game. I don't... I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> I'm nervous. You're saying, you're going to do the next installment in... Uh... Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda 4 no. for mobile. Perfect. Guys, I think through our investigative journalism, we just uncovered the next clicker hero from brought to you by Bungie. Oh, I'm down. Count me in. Yeah. You can't mess that Watch up, right? Watch the numbers go up forever. <laughs> I was going to say you can't mess I... it up, but uh, who knows? <laughs> Maybe you can. Who knows? Well, you can't mess it up, but but Risky, what if I told you there was an Eververse shop within the clicker hero to where you could actually double the rate of your numbers going up for just a few bucks. Uh, yeah, done. Easy. Best money I've ever spent. <laughs> Even Tess. Tess Eververse will be back. She'll actually be there in the Clicker Hero shop. So, Yeah, I don't I know. This s- is this is crazy town. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> I don't know what the future of Destiny looks like and to see what this new game is. If anything, the only thing I'm coming out hoping is that whatever they're working on with netties is going to be something i'm going to enjoy because it sure isn't going to be destiny anymore at this point and it hasn't been for well, the last year so well here's the reason why i think this is like suicide for them in a, in a sense okay let's say the next fall update for destiny comes out and it's good great but anything short of amazing what's the first thing somebody on a forum is going to post Oh, they're diverting resources away in Manpool to this new IP. They're not even working on the game they were promised yeah. to work on for 100%. us. 100%. That's the first thing somebody's going to say. So part of me is like, well, the timing of this is weird because, like, why do they release this? Why, why would you come out and say this? I don't understand this. Like, why would you come out and say it? I don't get why they would do this unless they're going to say something at E3. But even mm-hmm. then, I don't see how this is smart. It's not. What if it comes out? During E3. So they've been working on it. That's why Destiny 2 is awful. That or... That makes I, it even worse. Well, that or if it is just a straight-up mobile game. That's the only thing, in my opinion, that can make it to where it's like, well, I guess maybe you wouldn't piss off people too bad. Like, it's just a mobile game. It's not a another big AAA, you know, console PC game, maybe. But this is just weird. Seems real stupid to release this info, but I don't know. As long as they've got their 10-year plan, we're fine. <laughs> oh, they've still got that. Uh, Buckle in. Where's my yeah, year one right. guardian? <laughs> <laughs> well, Risky, what if I told you for Destiny 3 that you're not going to carry over your guardian, but it's okay, you'll get a splash screen at the very beginning discussing your triumphs of the Destiny 2. And I'm sold again. <laughs> is it the Grimoire cards are making their comeback as well? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. That's that's all this that. is. It's a mobile grimoire reader oh, <laughs> made no. with nutties. It actually does have to do with Destiny. The fans are going to be <laughs> so happy. Oh my god! Can we, next? Can we uh, move on? This is horrible. Yeah, I was yes. going to say we'll be there all day. So, Pokemon, let's go. Pikachu and who? Eevee. Oh, Eevee. Right. Oh, I guess that looked like an L with the exclamation. <laughs> what? And the fact I've never played Pokemon. Anyway, the trailer. Go, Doc. Okay. So, um, yeah, so they're making a, uh, you know, we've heard rumors for a long time, and I think Nintendo even came out and said last year that they were making a core Pokemon franchise game for the Switch only coming out this year. And we got our first look at that. And 
so I'm going to kind of look at you a lot of, for this risky. So, like, I haven't been into Pokemon since Red, Blue, and Yellow, and I even played Gold and Silver a little bit, but I I got out of Pokemon after that. Like, they kept adding too many, and I never got back in. This game apparently takes place in Kanto, which is the same setting for Red, Blue, and Yellow. Um, it is a reimag... Nintendo come out and said it, this is a reimagining of the 1998 Pokemon Yellow, and it has, from Nintendo, elements of both Pokemon Go and a core series game, i.e. Pokemon Yellow. What do you make of that? Um, all right. Well, first, I'm going to backtrack for a second. Um, this this isn't the the main, like, next line core Pokemon game. That's still scheduled for 2019. Oh, okay, so okay. That's the only reason I think this is a really good story is because, like, if this was what was going to be the next big game, the next big Pokemon game, and it was just, like, a, a reworking of an older game like that's disappointing um but right. this is just something to hold you or tide you over until 2019 when we're actually getting like the next big pokemon game um so yeah i mean this for me at least the nostalgia for pokemon is like the original 150 151 um the mm-hmm. ones that they're going Same. back to for this so i'm i'm pumped for this game like probably more than i should be um i didn't play yellow i was definitely red or blue i think it was red so um i never got to like walk around with my pokemon or like with my pikachu or whatever Um, right i was about to say yellow was red blue it's just you had pikachu follow you around as far as i know that was the only real difference honestly right so uh either way i think it's cool to go back to that if you watch the trailer like it it looks awesome compared to yeah. The originals. Um, and there's... I'm not sure how the co-op's working, but they did show two trainers on screen at the same time, like, running together. So I don't know if you... It looked like you can, like, battle Pokemon together um, with your, like, co-op partner, which is kind of cool. Um, but one of the big things here is the Pokemon Go elements. They showed people transferring their Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the actual Switch game. Oh... Oh, so uh, I don't know. I've got a lot of I was super into that to Pokemon Go when it first came out. I think that was the least I've weighed in the last five years because I was out walking every (laughs) every day (laughs) trying to catch things. Uh, So maybe that's going to pay off for this game. The only thing that's weird is like for people that have caught a bunch of these like super rare Pokemon in Pokemon Go. How does that work when you're like? A level one trainer and you just started like you shouldn't have these awesome pokemon but i don't know if it's gonna be like level gated or something like if you need to work with them long enough inside of the switch game to make it so they actually like listen um probably i i'm a little afraid this is gonna get me back i never got into pokemon go because i was so ardent at the time like that was my f free to play games and all their hooks yeah. like so i was like i'm making a stand here but i'm just like i kind of wish i had gotten into it now because knowing this i'm like oh well man. dude that's like, the funny thing is that like this last week i've been playing a lot of pokemon go again <laughs> yeah, so, yeah true um no nah, i'm excited for it and because it's not the next big one and that's still scheduled and still being worked on and will still be here next year that makes this okay i think yeah um I see. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that, and that actually makes me feel a lot better about the whole. Because what I got worried about when I first saw this was like, ne- you know, the next big installment, and it has elements of Pokemon Go, and I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's not going to be the the mainline Pokemon game I was looking for. But I think this sounds really cool with what they're doing with this, and then the fact that a, a mainline one is still coming, that sounds good. Yeah. So. so I don't think you. I don't think you can go wrong here. So. Good. Cool. Um, so the next part, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Yeah. So, did you guys, how much did you guys uh, enjoy uh, Origins? Great. It was probably the best Assassin's Creed game ever. <laughs> Easy I for me. Actually, agree with I agree with you, Risky. Like my Assassin's Creed history before that was, I played just about all of them. Couldn't have give a crap about all of them. Uh, never liked the real world, real time uh, integration into it. I've always been a fan of saying I think it should just be you're in the past. The story is in, encompassed in the past. Um, I did like the ship 
stuff in four. <laughs> Aside from that, yeah, I think Origins was the best. Black one. Flag was is probably Black flag the second. Was good. Yeah, easily, I think. I, okay, I'm gonna phrase a question here for, for both of you. Would Black Flag be your second if you took out the ship combat? Because um, then you basically just have Assassin's Creed. Yeah, game. and then yeah. you're just a pirate, and I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, prob- probably yeah. not. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but either way, the, the I think, and I think the hook was that with Origins, you know, they took a two-year break. They said, "Hey, we're gonna kind of hit the reset button here." And we're going to, it's going to be Assassin's Creed, but we're going to refresh it in a lot of ways. And I think that for me, at least, it was the big open world. It was the combat was refreshed. And actually, you weren't just hitting a button and constantly parlaying everything they, you know, like in in the old Assassin's Creed games, you could have an endless horde of people come at you. And as long as you hit the button at the right time, you could kill them all. Um, So, you know, this, they changed enough stuff to where they really did a, a good refresh on Assassin's Creed. Which kind of links us to our story here, which is there will apparently be another Assassin's Creed game this year, a year after Origins. Uh, they are going away from the, or they are going back to the, I should say, yearly uh, franchise model. And this game will be called Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it will take place in Greece. Um, what do you guys think about them going back to the every year model? It, it, makes, Go on, risky. it makes me nervous, <laughs> but... yeah. I feel like you can't backtrack at this point. So they know how much everyone loved Origins. So if you're not at the least keeping it as complex, as deep, keeping the combat system the way it already is, uh, you're doing something wrong. So if anything, they're just going to improve it, hopefully. Because um, that's the thing. If it's, if it's Assassin's Creed Origins caliber every year, whatever sure i i'm not going to turn right. down an amazing game every year but if it maybe a few years down the road from now we get fatigue again um but for whatever reason origins was i don't know such a breath of fresh air in that series and i think they need to keep going and that might be why we're getting this a year from now is because of how well it did and like how into every how into this one everyone is that why not right. put another one out a year from now and I don't know, hope to get the same reception. It makes sense to me. Yeah. See, uh, worries me. It worries I, I, me I, coming out yearly. I think I agree with you about that, Chuckle, yeah. It's because bearing in mind this year you've got Red Dead coming out. Plus you've got everyone's Christmas games that wanting to come out. Why go yearly this year? Also, with the success of Origins, are they just going to reskin it to this? I can only assume is going to be some sort of well, Greek god esque type game. I, I think the well, the thing about Ubisoft is like they notoriously have like they have more studios worldwide, more people working on their games than I think anybody pretty much at this point, and it's all about them just having all these different studio locations just coalesce and and work on a game together and. You know, if you think anybody could take the blueprint of Origins and then build off an every year model off that, it would be Ubisoft. Uh, but then part of me goes back to, well, you know, how much of the polish of Origins was due to the fact that it had an extra year? Like, would it have been the same type of game with just way with almost like AC Unity levels of bugs had it not been another year? Like, you know, I guess that's my worry. Like, are we going to have an issue to where we get a every year game that's going to have like the launch of like AC Unity or something like that, you know? Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, we'll see. I, I, I think they probably, I like to think that they know what they're doing um, when they saw the reception from Origins and they saw that, hey, clearly the fans like what we did with this. Um, but then part of me is, uh, agrees with Risky. If they didn't do this route, they would have had to have do like a much more robust DLC plan for Origins if they hadn't went this right. route. And it's, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm, I'm high on Ubisoft lately because they, uh, they're one of my favorite publishers, and they never were before. But how they've supported all of their stuff, and then, yeah, and then they fixed Assassin's Creed, a game that has has what a dozen <laughs> a dozen games that are mediocre, and then they put out something like Origins. I don't, I don't know. I'm optimistic. What would, 
cautiously optimistic. Saying, <laughs> I think that's probably me too, yeah. yeah. Well, you were saying that if they brought out the same caliber as um, Origins every year, at what point in that those cycles would you get bored? Because if they're still hitting that same level, so our expectations are now set higher for an Assassin's Creed game, what happens when they deliver potentially the exact same game? At what point do you drop off and go, well, hang on a minute, I'm expecting you to keep delivering higher and higher? Uh, I mean... Yeah. It'll it'll happen eventually. I mean that any anything that's on a yearly cycle is going to do that. I mean I I would argue that we're still waiting for the AC origins of the Call of Duty cycle. You know, they still haven't hit a big refresh button on their. I mean even though we're getting a fairly new thing this year, I bet it's going to look and play a lot like the previous Call of Duty. It's a first person so, shooter. Like you can't. It's tough to tough well, to stray for that. True. <laughs> that's true. That, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I I don't know. So I mean it's. With everything, you can argue, assassins. we'll get fatigued on it eventually again. Yeah. They'll take yeah, another year off three years down the road from now, and they'll f- hopefully they'll fix it. It's just, I've, like I said, optimistic because of the last product they put out. So yeah. we'll see. I, and I'll, good. I'll say this to Risky's point, too. I never really liked a previous Assassin's Creed mainline game, and this one, I loved Origins, so... With that said, you know, I, part of the reason why I was probably tired of Assassin's Creed is because I never really liked any of them. So, That'll do it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, this is already off to a better start. <laughs> there was a, I don't know, a lot of those games weren't that good, <laughs> but a lot of them were decent. So, hey, I don't know. They gave us, they gave us towers. What would we be without the old AC games oh, giving us gosh. towers? Thank you. Yay. Go up here and let us barf icons all over your map. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. And now you can do it in your favorite games like State of Decay 2 and Far Cry. (laughs) The list goes on and on. Damn it, Ubisoft. Um, no, I'm like risky though. They, they, uh, they are the you know that you might have issues with certain parts of their games, but nobody can beat them in terms of post uh, product support and and a lot of free post product support. You know, as far as that stuff goes. Um, Did you catch the little? I think it was on Twitter. They tweeted out a video of just a dude like Spartan kicking a guy off a cliff, like 300 style. Oh no, I did not. It was like, all right, risky. I'm back in. So <laughs> it's just a dude up on a cliff, and he just like this is Sparta. Like kicks the dude in the chest, and he goes flying, and then just the Assassin's Creed logo pops up, and it's like, we'll see you at E3. Oh. So that's I mean, amazing. That to me says you're definitely gonna be a Spartan. Probably you're gonna be in that that part of Greece. So, so I mean, just the I, the setting alone, I think is is cool. So, <laughs> oh man, will this be the Rise game that we want? Hey, I like the original the Rise. I, I, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, you shut hey, your I'm mouth. Glad you said that, Risky, because <laughs> Rise was a good game. I love Rise, but I it was like very. I, well, I feel like I have to kind of like very like slowly raise my hand in the back of the room, and I'm like, actually, I, I like. <laughs> no, nah, I'm right there. With you. <laughs> no, no, I, I liked Rise. I, Did you? Don't though? get me wrong, but. I did. I did enjoy it. You've not been to the it. weekly fan club meetings in a while, Chocolate. So. Yeah, well, I did have to send in my card. It's, okay. uh, it's been a tight few months. <laughs> Sorry to out you, but... That's... <laughs> nah, I... Yeah. That... We're never going to get a Rise sequel, but I liked it for what it was. <laughs> yeah, agreed. All right, well, that has been our news for the week, ladies and gentlemen. Um so let's close out the show next let's let's talk about where people can find us uh, what we've been playing that kind of thing uh, first up if you want to reach us on twitter we are at cag podcast uh, same thing on instagram and our email if you have questions concerns anything like that cag podcast at gmail.com um, we're also part of the 16 ounce family so if you want to reach out and talk to us you can Hit us up in Discord. A link to that will be in the description. Um, come hang out with us there. Chat with us. We're we're all pretty active. And, um, yeah, Facebook, YouTube, uh, links for all of that stuff will be in the description. Um, if you want to contact any of us, though, um, I'm Risky the Kid everywhere. I stream Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. Pop into stream if you'd like. Um, say what's up. I know Chocolate also streams. So, Chocolate, where can we find you? 
you find me on twitch.tv slash chocolatebear80 again as risky said come in stop by say hello uh, you can find me on twitter as chocolatebear80 and guess what my gamer tags are saying <laughs> so bad doc <laughs> Uh, yeah, Doc, H1X1 everywhere. Uh, I don't really stream all that much. Uh, probably won't ever until I actually get better internet and upload speed. But uh, yeah, uh, Twitter, uh, Xbox Live, all the all the places. Um, I, uh, Risky, actually, you want to kind of give us a heads up on what we got to look forward to next week in terms of it's going to be a little bit different uh, a situation for uh, us? Yeah, so next week's episode is going to be weird. There's going to be multiple episodes. We're teaming up with... Uh, the 16 ounce gaming podcast to do a series of e3 podcasts um we're gonna do i think it's gonna be three or four uh each podcast is gonna go over a different day of the conference with the different publishers um and different companies so we're gonna have mini episodes like that that you'll be able to find um it, it kind of put us in a weird situation with what our episode four should look like because we record on Sundays and we usually post on Tuesdays. Um, so we will put out an episode four. It just, it might look a little different, um, than what you're used to. Um, but it will have the fourth word in the phrase for the giveaway. So definitely make sure you tune in to episode four. Um, and it should not have a baby in there too. And we're going to get an outdoor, <laughs> baby house i was gonna call it a dog oh, house no. but i don't know if you're supposed to do that so a baby house well, no, i think they're they're politely called playpen oh, play there you go so yeah, yeah we'll, we'll uh get the playpen set up and uh yeah you can lock the windows and make sure no child comes in just drill some holes this is in why the I reference... so they can get air this is why i reference chocolate to raz for all my parental guidance on oh the for sure we're gonna be terrible parents with all the the info yeah, we've gotten from these crap people. advice that's why I'm never gonna. Have I do like this. the way he was. <laughs> I do like the way he made his uh, work. With oh yeah. to do the yard work. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. As he enjoyed so, Cerveza. <laughs> I was like, whatever you do, Raz, don't let them unionize. There are no yeah. mandatory breaks in uh, Casa de la Raz. So. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, well, this has been Cross Atlantic Gaming. We thank you for listening to us today. We'll catch you next week for more news. What we've been playing. And, of course, the best podcast game giveaway ever. Ever! <laughs> I was like, is he going to die? Yep, he did it. Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you guys. Goodbye. <laughs> Man, we really had a weird outro. We had a weird exit. Yeah, bye. Sorry. See ya. <laughs>